The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Jerry Gilroy from Off the Ball is with me uh, to talk about the weekend sporting uh, action. We're linear champions now, Jerry. Is that how you describe the Irish rugby team? Oh yeah, that was but, the, uh, the good, boxing metaphor you used. Good boxing reference. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah. We, I mean, yeah. France also very good the other night. So it's uh, it's looking good, Kieran. I'm not going to so lie. So we're, co- we're linear co-champions. Um, it doesn't really work. That kind of uh, <laughs> spoils the whole point of the linear thing. I mean, yeah. I I mean, you know, like we're all trying to suppress getting too far ahead of ourselves because we have a long track record of doing that. And I think everybody has le- learned not to get too carried away. That this is November and the big competition starts next September, October, and until then, you know, and until we see Johnny Sexton alive and well, playing well in the quarterfinal, we're not really going to get too carried away or too confident. And even then, it's going to be France or the All Blacks we're playing. So, you know, we should just enjoy this for what it is. We, we beat we beat a pretty horrible team with a crybaby head coach or <laughs> director of rugby, and it's very, very enjoyable. So what is at stake this weekend? I mean... Is it just an experimental side that they end up putting out? Does it's not, it mean anything to lose? Yeah, I think it's funny. They they had definitely not picked a team to lose. In in previous years, you would have seen more significant changes and, and probably under a different coaching ticket, you would have seen more significant changes. Like Tyke Furlong went off injured last week and he's playing this week, which is interesting because, you know, you would have said until Tyke Furlong went off last week that actually he's one of the few players that we really can't do without. There's him, there's Gibson Park... And there's Johnny Sexton, who are absolutely key. But then he went off injured. Finley Beelham came on and played really well. And you thought, oh, well, they'll pick Finley Beelham this week to give Tyke Furlong the opportunity to rest. But instead, they've made him captain and he's going to play. And I presume as captain, he'll want to play 60, 70 minutes. So that's an interesting decision, um, which, you know, you hope ultimately doesn't backfire. He gave a great press conference during the week. I'm sure it's actually adding some bums on seats. People want to go and see Tyke Furlong and, you know, give him the credit that he deserves He's like one of those crossover mainstream sports characters that brings the begrudging GA fan around and they think, well, he's one of us. How can I begrudge him? You know. Is, Ger, Ger, who is this begrudging GA fan that you imagine? You, basically. When I, when I, there's a picture of you sitting there in the prawn sandwiches going, this actually isn't too bad. I've, I've changed my mind on this. Um, you, you know the type, the ones who hate rugby, who call it egg chasing. And um, we, we all have those friends, don't we? We do, we do. I, I know people who wouldn't watch it if it was on their front garden, Ger. They'd close the curtains. Yeah, I think they're all sneaking regarders. I think when the World yeah. Cup quarterfinal is on, they might hate watch it and they'll be like, oh, Jesus, they're all off, they lose, it's great. And then when we win, it's like, well, it's not even a real sport, is it? It's only 12 teams. You know, <laughs> we all know the type. We, we've heard yeah, the arguments. We we've unfortunately had to sit through them many times. Anyway, all right. So, listen, Ireland are playing Fiji uh, this weekend, the linear champions. We picked a really strong team. I'm surprised yeah. at how strong the team is. So, I think what he's trying to do is, is check on Joey Carberry playing with Jameson Gibson Park. They did play together against France in the Six Nations. We lost okay. that game, but we played well for a portion of it. So, uh, it's it's surprisingly important. It seems they've put uh, they've invested a lot of emotional energy in trying to keep that winning thing going and they want to be the best and defend that. So that's, you know, it's so, so what he's what, what he's doing is not putting out the, the second string team, rather no. he's putting out the plan B team, as in Johnny Sexton gets injured early. Yeah. 
you know, other players yeah. get injured, you know, we, we, we need something else. Yeah, but like, so the, the, the body of Tyg Furlong is, has been put through the ringer a lot. They, they, yeah. Those front rows, they suffer. And the decision to play him again this week is really interesting, I think. Uh, personally, I'd be giving him six months off and then tell him to come back, having lied on the beach, and then come back three months out from the next World Cup. But that doesn't seem to be in, in Irish rugby's plans at the moment. No, listen, uh, elsewhere this weekend on Sunday, the FAI Cup final is on. Uh, Shelburne taking on Derry City. Uh, Damien Duff is talking about it as the highlight of his sporting career. Yeah, like, Duff is a really interesting character. So he's obviously yeah. won leagues. He, he's uh, one of the top 20 appearances for non-English players in the Premier League. And he's had an absolutely storied career, played in the World Cup, was like one of the leaders of the team after Roy Keane got sent home in 2002. But I kind of believe him. I, I kind of feel like he he is so into what it is that he's doing and mm. so stressed and so alive by it that actually come kickoff, he'll be as nervous as he's ever been. Bear in mind, obviously, it's easier for players who feel like they can influence the game by going and getting the ball and doing something magical with it. He can no longer do that. So, um, I like... Yeah, again, uh, you have to whisper this for those people who are like, oh, it's only the League of Ireland. Uh, the League of Ireland has been kind of quietly transformed over the last number of years by the injection of cash into Shamrock Rovers, who are now harvesting titles and building a squad. Uh, Derry City are owned by a billionaire, like, and he's mad into his football. So you're going to see them improve over the next couple of seasons. And there's another strong shout that we might be about to see James McLean come back and play in the League of Ireland. I think he'll wait until after the next tournament, personally, but maybe he won't. And um, if Shelburne... So there's talk of Shelburne getting investment from the the mad genius who uh, made Michelin and um, as Brentford uh, really good. So, like, there's just this kind of... Also, news came through that Dellyman Park is finally going to be redeveloped and we have a date for... Um, you know, so that, that would be four teams who are on a good footing and there's room for Pats and a few others, maybe Cork, to uh, get their house in order. The Comer brothers own Galway. So all of a sudden, you could actually see a competitive league, fully professional teams with a minimum wage and a bit of self-confidence that has been absent from Irish football basically since, you know, the Delaney era, really. Ah, yeah, look, it could only be a good thing. The begrudgers might disagree, Jar. Oh, uh, look, I, I do. We, we're obsessed with the begrudgers. We should, just, we should begrudge the begrudgers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't we? Should turn uh, our, turn we our backs should. on them. Um, uh, we could talk about Qatar. Maybe we'll talk about Qatar next week, will we? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, look. We're going to be talking about it again next week. I know. Are, are you going to be talking about it? Like a lot? Um, Is it the conversation in, you have once and then you go, well, uh, sports washing. Are we going to talk about the sports washing side a lot? Well, yeah, yeah, or exactly. do you think we'll just do that once and then we'll talk about the football for I, the few I weeks? Think, I think the whole point about sports washing is that it works. It's always worked. The Rumble yeah. in the Jungle worked. The Berlin Olympics largely worked until Jesse Owens won the four goals. But even then, you know, if the outcome of the Second World War had been different, you would have been like, well, everybody kind of thought Hitler was a good guy. And he had the Olympic Games, it was really great. And he welcomed everybody over. And, you know, like uh, sports washing has traditionally worked. And that's why all of the big major empires like the Russians, like the Germans uh, at that stage, like the Chinese since, have all desperately wanted to win uh, gold in the Olympics and the Winter Olympics and in football tournaments. And I suspect that um, Qatar will ultimately go, oh yeah, everybody complained about the, the uh, dead migrant workers, but they all watch the football and they all talked about the football. And Leo Messi Is there a weight of expectation then on the likes of yourself and your colleagues and off the ball not to talk about the football? 
it's definitely part of the conversation. Like it's 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 been stitched in in our on our shows for the last six months. But we get a lot of people saying, "Shut up, talk about the football," because the football's really interesting. Well, let's see if we talk about the football then next week. We will certainly talk about Qatar in some shape or form. It's horrific. It's absolutely horrific. It should have. It shouldn't be there. Like we're still. I'm still going to watch it. You know, that's how it works. Off the ball will be on air as always at seven o'clock uh, tonight. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.